Welcome to the FitFig Podcast. I'm your host, Steph Figarelli, co-owner of Figarelli's Fitness LLC in Anchorage, Alaska. This is episode 98. Let's talk about holiday eating. We just passed Thanksgiving here in the United States, and we're coming up on Christmas and the new year. Things can be really challenging this time of year, so I've got some ideas for you, and I hope this will help you better navigate this challenging time of the year. So in the U.S., holiday eating usually begins a few days before Halloween. This is when people are stocking up on candy for trick-or-treaters, and then they're sneaking into their kid's candy bag on Halloween, and the days or even weeks after. This overindulgence typically, typically lasts through the first week of January. This is when often when people are finally pulling themselves out of the depths of despair, and they're setting New Year's resolutions, and really just trying to get it together, maybe joining a gym, hiring a trainer. It's during these chaotic months, it's easy to lose track of yourself. As a result, weight gain is common. I've read different things on the research around this. How much weight do people typically gain? It depends a lot on the person and their exercise habits. So on average, two to five pounds is typical, more or less. Again, depends on the individual, depends on their routine, their habits, their mindset around the holidays, you know, their mental health even. So I want to share a little bit about my approach to holiday eating because it's evolved significantly over the years. If you don't know my story, I started, I got into the fitness industry by learning about and competing in bodybuilding competitions starting at the age of 17. I competed when I was 18, again when I was 19, took some time off and continued competing from 24 years old through 27, I believe. So on and off for about nine years, not nine straight years, but a, a significant part of my life in my 20s was devoted to dieting and getting ready for these competitions. So I had kind of a fucked up mindset around food. And the holidays were particularly difficult for me because I definitely had a very restrictive routine for most of the year during years when I was competing. So I've changed a lot. Uh, Working with clients over the years has altered my mindset around this in a more of a healthy way. Um, And I used to basically think that I should consume as much food as possible because the holidays only come around once a year. It's a special time. Um, I felt justified in gorging on anything and everything, and I would always gain weight. Then I'd spend the rest of the winter trying to lose it. Finally, around March or April, I'd come out of it and start trying to get back in shape for summer. And by that point, it's it's a lot of work and it's tough and it feels like a weird pressure rushed thing and it sucks. So, you know, I I hated it. I was stuck and it got particularly challenging if I was invited to somebody else's house or family um, gathering because I'd often feel obligated to be polite by eating as much food as possible. And I'm sure you felt felt the same way too. And there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. Uh, You know, sometimes going to other people's houses, it's like you can enjoy the most amazing food that maybe you wouldn't cook yourself or you you have never had before. So it's kind of a unique experience, not a bad thing. 
but for me, it became difficult to say no. So, I mean, for most people, holiday traditions are tough to navigate. And I've realized as I've gotten older, I have created more boundaries around this. And I'm careful not to get pulled into shit I don't want to be a part of, you know, simply because it's someone else's tradition. If it's not mine, then I don't necessarily want to partake. Um, or you just feel that like societal pressure, like everyone else is doing it. You have to conform. And unfor unfortunately, this conformity and this mass consumption, uh, if you're unwilling to stay aligned with your own values and stay committed to your plan, you get sucked into it and it derails you. So my suggestion really is just have a plan. Be conscious of your decisions going into any of this tough, <laughs> these tough next few months. So I'll admit I don't care much for the holidays. Um, if I could skip them all together, I would. I have fond memories of Christmas, New Year. I don't really care for Thanksgiving ever because I didn't really like a lot of Thanksgiving foods. But I have no bad memories. I just don't care for it. Um, I find the disruption in my routine annoying. I find the focus on overconsumption just disturbing. Uh, we spend way too much money and we eat way too much food this time of year. Uh, of course, this is, <laughs> this is only my opinion. So if you love this time of year, I am happy for you. My wife, Leela, is she has fond childhood memories of the holidays. And I love hearing her stories. It sounds very warm and fuzzy. Uh, her her family always had big meals, amazing meals. Her mom is an incredible cook. So she has a lot of fond memories. This is a really special time for her. And therefore, to appease my wife, I go along with the holidays. And, uh, you know, this is called marriage. So here's where my mindset shifted. Because this was a tough a tough thing for me for many, many years, like I said, during competitive bodybuilding, it definitely had more of a scarcity mindset and distressed feelings around food. I didn't know how to manage myself. Looking back, I should have had a coach during that time, but this is early 2000s. This is actually the year 1999 when I very, very first started preparing for my competition in May of 2000. And then Periodically competing through 2000, May of 2009 was my last show. And during that time, it was tough to find a good coach. And I don't know that there were very many out there for people beyond pro level. There probably were. Maybe I just didn't think I needed it. I don't know. Looking back, I definitely did. So where everything changed for me, less of this scarcity mindset and these distressed feelings around food was in September 2020, I did the 75 Hard Challenge. I have a podcast episode on this, so just look back or Google 75 Hard Challenge. I talk about it here and there on the podcast. The 75 Hard Challenge is controversial. In fact, most fitness professionals would probably argue that it's ridiculous and it's stupid and it's crazy and it's this and that. It's very polarizing and not one of them have ever done it. So anyone who's ever completed 75 hard will not shit talk it. I guarantee you. Um, and I will say this is where my mindset shifted from complete, feeling completely out of control to now having more control and making conscious effort 
to make good decisions. So September 2020 is when I started the, the plan, the challenge, and 75 days. One of the rules is you can't have any cheat foods. I believe that's what they call them. So I don't actually label my food good or bad. I'll talk about that here in a bit, but I don't call things like cheap foods or junk foods or my label, if I give it one, is fun foods for things like cake, candy, ice cream, cookies, things like that. So fun foods, not cheap foods, not junk food. You call it whatever the hell you want. But for me, that just perpetuated negative feelings around specific kind of food. So I didn't like, I learned to not label food good or bad. And, uh, but according to this challenge, this is the label that was given, cheap food. So we could all probably understand what that means. And it basically just meant like no sugar beyond fruit. Okay, cool. I was willing to comply with that. And uh, the other rule was no alcohol for 75 days. So that is pretty easy for me. Um, if I'm going to drink, it's very sparingly, maybe two to four times a year. I don't really care. And when I drink, I'm going to get drunk. I'm not going to like have one beer and relax. Like I'm going to get fucked up pretty much or just have a strong buzz where I'm having a good time. Uh, but again, this is not very often and I just don't really like the way I feel. I partied a ton when I was a kid, feel like I got it out of my system, probably gave myself enough brain damage and uh, don't really need to continue on with that. So I was totally fine cutting out the alcohol. That was no problem for me. Uh, but, you know, during this time I had to plan. I had to have a strategy. And thankfully, Leela was really supportive. She helped me significantly just like Googling recipes and coming up with different ideas. We found like some keto recipes which I'm not like into keto or anything like that. But the options, uh, like for example, there was a green bean casserole, a keto version, and it was really good. And she helped me put together the menu for Thanksgiving, Christmas. And then I think by New Year's, I was going to be completing the program, but I had planned to continue on with the phase one. So I don't actually remember what my plan was for New Year's, but we did eat well. We did king crab and... I think bone marrow, like we had, this was like, this was luxury. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, and before that, you know, it was always just typical traditional foods, like a turkey and stuffing and, you know, whatever. This was very thought out and very consciously planned. So, um, you know, I was nervous. I was excited. I wasn't sure I could actually successfully abstain from these quote unquote cheat foods. Uh, because never in my life had I not overindulged through the holidays. So this was completely new for me, but this is where everything changed. So during the weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, like I said, Leela and I both took time to think about the strategy for staying on track. And I put conscious effort into planning and preparing essential food options. When I say essential food, it was like everything I absolutely wanted. It wasn't food that was just there that I would eat, but I didn't really enjoy it. So think in terms of essentialism. What do you really want to enjoy? That helped me fine tune the menu. It's like, what do I absolutely want to eat? And what do I, what do I not want to eat? And turkey for me, if I never had turkey again, I would be perfectly fine. Didn't, didn't care for it as a kid. Don't care for it now. Um, but you really have to have a plan going in because you have this trifecta of holidays that will completely derail you for months on end and take you a while to recover and come out of it and lose the, the weight that you'll gain if you don't pay attention. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year 
are tough. Um, you know, Leela made, she is the most supportive person. And she made an incredible menu for all three of these holidays as I made my way through um, 75 Hard. And, you know, so one of the rules, too, of 75 Hard is you have to choose a diet. And what I decided to do was macro tracking. And the macro tracking was around, you know, high protein foods, good food choices, typically called clean food choices in the bodybuilding, uh, in the bodybuilding world. And it was just, it was just good nutritious food. And she was super supportive. She cooked, she did an amazing job. The food was fresh. It was delicious. It was healthy. And it fit within the constraints of the challenge of the 75 hard challenge. Um, you know, everything, like I said, was high in protein and it was fruit and veggie focused, which left me feeling amazing for the first time in holiday history. At least for me, I felt amazing during and after these meals. And then the next day, you know, typically you wake up and you're hungover or you're just full and you just feel like shit, you know, and this is around this time is when people get sick, they get catch the cold the flu, whatever else, because their gut health is just destroyed. And I learned a ton. I learned that I could enjoy the holidays without derailing my progress. At this point, I had been in a calorie deficit and I brought my calories up to maintenance for the holidays. I'll get to that here shortly about what your plan should be or could be going into the holidays because if you are currently trying to focus on fat loss, you can you can manipulate this a little bit in your favor and it's going to work. But I shifted my calories up to maintenance instead of a deficit. But my training was the same. Everything was the same. I didn't overexercise. I wasn't trying to chase these calories down with a bunch of extra work. Um, you know, it's typically recommended that you don't try to diet through the holidays, by the way. Like you're not in some like severely restrictive fat loss phase. Uh, of course, unless you're a physique competitor and you have a show coming up, that's a different story. Or if you're someone who's just insanely disciplined and goal-oriented, in which case I fully support you as long as you don't feel distress around this time. I mean, feeling st extra stress while trying to comply to a low-calorie diet during the holidays, it's just it's not a good plan. So if you're neither of those things, neither a competitor or super ultra-disciplined, goal-oriented person... Body weight maintenance over the holidays is often what is suggested. So this just typically means you don't gain weight. You manage your energy intake and ex expenditure in a way that you don't really gain or lose anything. You have a plan, you enjoy yourself, but again, you don't gain weight. That's the goal. That's a, a fantastic goal, by the way. So you're not actively restricting calories. You're not ramping up a bunch of exercise. You're simply maintaining through a very difficult and stressful time of the year for some people. So, a couple things. I don't like calling these rules, but it's like my holiday mindset. I'll just kind of list off the thoughts that go through my head when I coach clients and when I approach this whole thing for my own eating, how I do things. So, I do like to relax a little bit and let go of the tracking. I have enough experience with tracking and intuitive eating that I can basically go off of like hunger and fullness cues pretty well. So I don't need to necessarily tediously track every little thing, which is going to be difficult anyway. 
if you're going to a holiday party or a gathering, it's not going to be really possible to track perfectly. So be mindful of that. If you're not somebody who wants to keep tracking and it's just causing so much stress, back off of it, come back to it later when it's less stressful. Minimize the amount of gatherings though. I will say that if you're having a hard time, they're triggering you, they're de derailing you, you're over-consuming alcohol, you're overindulging because that's one of the problems with over-consuming alcohol is we often binge eat or just make poor food choices. Uh, our sleep gets dis disrupted, then we're tired, then we're bloated, we don't want to work out. Everything's this kind of domino effect of <laughs> shit just going downhill. So a couple of my, my, here's my holiday mindset. I don't label food good or bad. So this is just a horrible nu nutrition strategy in general. And it makes eating food weird. If I want something, I'm going to eat it without guilt or shame. So no foods are off limits. I love Krispy Kreme donuts. I love McDonald's french fries. I love fucking cookies. Like, dude, I don't do good food, bad food. It's just not, it's never worked for me. I tried to do that. And it caused me a lot of distress in the past. So I don't do that anymore. I also don't want to feel like shit. So if there are foods that I love and I feel I absolutely have to eat, I'll have a small amount of everything to satisfy whatever craving I'm having. Here's the thing. Sometimes you get a little taste of something and then you just go off the rails. If that's you, don't start. If you can't stop yourself at one cookie or whatever, and it becomes a, a domino food where you have a little bit of one and then you just go crazy, then maybe staying away from that food is the best choice for you. Because is it really worth it to go into some sort of like day or several day, you know, possibly week long binge of overconsumption? It's probably not worth it. So be mindful of your own, your, you know, your values, your, your triggers how you want to feel. Think about these things ahead of time so you don't just get trapped and then pulled in because there's a lot of powerful energy here pulling us in right now. So the other part of it too, as far as my training, I continue regular work, my regular workout routine over the holidays. So I don't try to out exercise, you know, a, a, I don't want to say a bad diet. That's a horrible thing, but you hear that often. Don't, uh, you can't out exercise a bad diet. I don't like the word bad. So there's no like moral association with food here. Let's say a, a high calorie diet, because that's really what's happening around the holidays is you're eating more calories than usual. And uh, I don't try to like go crazy. I don't do extra cardio. I don't do anything I wouldn't normally do. Just my typical routine, you know, and trying to out exercise high calorie diet or multiple meals is stupid and it's going to perpetuate disordered thinking around food and exercise. And this is where people get pretty, pretty confused. And this is a hard thing to get out of. So consider this, your workouts are not punishment for what you eat. I used to do this a lot when I would compete. Uh, if I ate off of my plan, I didn't realize that I could do that with a healthy mindset. I had a really unhealthy mindset. And so I would do extra cardio and this never works by the way. Um, so remind yourself, your workouts are not punishment for what you eat. They're a celebration of your body, your amazing body, by the way. It's incredible what our bodies do without us having any intentional thought around the function, your health, and your physical capabilities. Work out because you can, not because you believe you have to, 
or as a way to punish yourself. So change your mindset around this right now. And it's going to be a practice. It might take you months or, or even years to think about this differently. But every time you go to the, to the gym and you work out, say thank you. Have gratitude. I mean, this is, this is really important. So if you end up overindulging in excess calories, just continue training like you normally do. But don't do anything extra. You can actually make those extra calories work for you in the gym. I recommend lifting weights, so don't do extra cardio, like I said. You can optimize muscle building, possibly even hit some PRs. So keep in mind, what you eat eventually becomes a part of you if it's not used for fuel. It happens where it will regenerate tissue, hair, skin, nails, muscle tissue, and then body fat. So what we consume becomes us if it's not used for fuel. The whole process of building muscle, by the way, is really difficult without, in general, but without adequate calorie intake. So if you're always dieting or you can't quite figure out where to have your calories and you're just all over the place from, you know, one week or day or month to the next, you can take advantage of this time right now and make some pretty amazing hypertrophy and strength gains by making the extra calories work for you in the gym, lifting more. But your mindset is, I'm converting this to strength. I'm converting this to muscle. It's not like I'm burning off all these calories because I'm scared to gain fat. That's not the mindset you should have. So please don't do any crazy amount of cardio or take a bunch of high intensity classes where the instructor is yelling at you to push harder so you can burn off the calories you've eaten or earn your food. Dude, this does not work and it's fucking stupid. If I ever go to class, like in the past, I don't take classes anymore. I used to do like spin classes and like boot camp style classes and all that kind of stuff. But there's a whole like mindset with some of these instructors where they're like making you feel shame and guilt around like you got to earn that food. Like every time you, you know, eat something, you got to burn it off and here you're like, we're going to kill you today and burn a thousand calories in preparation for Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year get away from that because it's just going to get in your head and that's you're going to you're going to absorb it and that's going to be your mindset that shit is like toxic so avoid anything like that just over the holidays try to keep things as stable and normal as possible avoid any of the hype or the pressure just wherever overconsumption and sitting on your ass is <laughs> don't get me wrong if this is a period of time where you have a little extra you know, break from work or whatever, enjoy it, relax, sit around, it's all good. But just be mindful of how long, you know, do your own thing, your own way, and don't let other people make you feel guilty for it. So lift weights, go for a walk, ramp up self-care like sleep, massage, sex, mobility work, meditation or prayer, take good care of yourself. If you don't want to track macros around the holidays because you just need a break from it, take a break. Take a break. Don't let yourself feel stress. Relax. Enjoy. I will talk to you in the next one.